Peak Health with Dr. Gupta. This show is for those who want to optimize their health, maximize their genetic potential, and have some fun along the way. Today's episode is one that I'm very excited about. Many people struggle with exercise, eating right, having the proper mindset, because they think it takes too much willpower. The literature shows, and we all know this personally, that we have limited willpower on a daily basis. We can only push ourselves so hard before we give up. Well, the truth is, when these things become a habit, they really take no willpower at all. Imagine exercising, eating healthy, starting off the day powerfully with little or no effort. How do you do that, you may ask? Well, today, to help us, we have my good friend, Dr. Vikram Raya. Vikram is a dear friend of mine, a cardiologist, a high-performance coach, a serial entrepreneur, a father of two wonderful kids, a fantastic husband. I can go on and on. He has more energy and drive than anybody I know, and is very successful. So the question is, how does he do so much? Well, he's an expert at creating habits. Welcome, Vikram. Hey, Ravi. Thanks, man. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm very happy to have you. And let's just start off by something very simple. What? Why are habits so important? Habits are essentially meta programs or default settings, guys. If you have habits installed, then you don't have to use your precious willpower. I think willpower is a currency, Ravi. And by having that these meta programs running the background, essentially you're guaranteeing success. Uh, success is essentially building, you know, bulletproof habits that propel you toward your goals seamlessly and almost automatically. What is a meta program? It's essentially these subconscious routines that it's easier to do them than to not do them. So it's automaticity. It's basically saying, "Hey, look, uh, I don't. Need, I can almost sleepwalk. Go downstairs." put in my, take my green smoothie, work out. And then I'm like, oh, I'm done with my morning routine. Great. I don't even think about it. There's right. no uh, actual thought process. It's essentially, it's a routine your body does almost automatically. And your subconscious is essentially running these programs versus you consciously thinking, oh man, I have to get up. I have to eat that, drink that smoothie. Oh, which workout I have to do today? Oh God. So it's So what you're saying basically is, I mean, habits are so important because they're really in our subconscious and they, they're just an automated process. We don't put any willpower into them and we can, we can purposefully create healthy and uh, important habits that will help us achieve any goal that we want to. Is that pretty yeah, much? Since the age of five, we've been accumulating these programs, these meta programs, these subconscious patterns of doing and being, and, you know, Depression is a habit. I would say it, you know, happiness is a habit, you know, being successful is a habit. So, but all these larger themes are constructed with these, these uh, daily acts and we accumulate these along the way. And sometimes we have to review our our habits that we've accumulated over our lifetime and say, Hey, which ones are good, which are empowering, which are disempowering, which ones are going to get me to my goals, which ones are not. And we got to sort of clean house and you can't really delete habits, you got to replace them. Excellent. Um, it's really interesting what you say, because sometimes we define ourselves by our habits. we say, well, I'm a lazy person, or I'm, I'm a sad person, you know, or I'm just not a fit person. Well, these are habits, you know, meta programs, things that are running in your subconscious that you've created. And they don't define you, but they just are something that you have to overwrite and replace with something else. 
Yeah, guys, like, you know, I think iOS 16 uh, at the time of this podcast is going to be coming out. And apparently some really cool stuff with Apple. But that being said, essentially, you know, people have iOS 1 running and they're trying to trying to achieve a iOS 16 life life lifestyle life life you know grand goal so you got to update your OS operating system you know the hardware is what you have and even we'll talk about the hardware you know maybe another podcast but the software that's that's your habits and your routines and we got to upgrade these sometimes and if you don't then you're going to have bugs you're going to have you know glitches and you're going to have problems and um we see that with people having obesity. We see that people depressed. We see that people with low energy. We see that with all the other unwanted consequences of people's lives right now. Excellent. Well, that's a, that's a great summary, and it, it just goes to show the power of creating a good habit. So let me ask you this. How long does it take to form a habit? How many days? What, what does it look like? So, you know, a lot of people say, hey, man, take seven days, hey, 21 days, hey, 30 days. But the City College of London has done, you know, numerous studies, probably between 60 to 120 days. So pro- around 67 days is what sort of the the average uh, people are saying for a habit. Um, and and obviously, when you're installing these habits, it, it, your environment makes a difference. So when you're in a highly energized, really empowered, immersive state, and you're doing something with emotion and intensity and you're wise known, probably this is a shorter time frame of installation, but otherwise, you know, between two to three months. And the problem with most of us is we give up after a week, two weeks, maybe even three weeks. And we're like, oh man, it doesn't, doesn't work. So think about an habit as a, as a, as like an app on your phone, you're downloading it. It takes some time to download. And if you're trying to download a multiple programs at once, it's really slow. But if you just choose one, program you want to download you download it now it's on your phone now it's very easy to access and it's seamless and it's easy to use but during the downloading process it takes time and so we don't sometimes give ourselves time to fully download a program into our nervous system into our dna into our subconscious because once it's there then it's 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 you don't have to think about it. it's done yes um that's very powerful i mean what we're talking about is basically changing our wiring right? This is about neuroplasticity. We all have the ability to, to actually change how we're wired. And it takes time to do that. We're, we're installing a new program. Um, and you can really, this is not a task that's going to take years or a tremendous amount of willpower. It's really limited to, you know, like 21, 67 days. It, I've heard that 21 days to kind of get it, it, you know, kind of get the process started. But really, as you mentioned, you know, around 67 days to have it fully ingrained so you know the average could take more or less time but um that's such a powerful concept because it puts a time limit on it so you're not just thinking you're going to struggle for the rest of your life with these types of things yeah absolutely man great summary excellent so okay let's get down to the the nitty-gritty here the the question is okay now we know the power of habits we know the importance of habits how do you start creating a habit? How does someone who's like, you know, in, in a situation where they're not doing the things they know they need to do, how do they get started? Uh, I would say uh, just break your habits into like some of the foundational keystone habits and then sort of everything else. Then it's also, you know, it's clarity, right? Clarity creates power. Clarity creates progress. Clarity creates happiness, right? So it's like being absolutely clear, crystal clear and exactly what we, we want to um 
create in our life and our, what does our body want to look like? What is our goals? What's our financial status? What's our friend status? All, all that um, huge goals, you just reverse engineer to say, okay, to hit these goals, I need to hit these outcomes. And then these hit these outcomes, which habits are going to serve me? And then of all the habits out there, let's say there's a hundred habits I need to install. What's the one habit that will make everything easy? easy or unnecessary for everything else. So like what's so your Pareto principle, the whole thing, extreme Pareto principle. For those of you who don't know, Pareto is essentially um, an Italian economist that felt that, you know, he, he found this universal law, 20% of the things he did got 80% of the results or 20% of the observations he made yielded 80% of the, you know, the, um, that, you know, the trends he was seeing. So in that sense, if you can 80-20 your life or even 199 your life, figure out that keystone habit that if you just install this one thing, man, everything else would be easy and unnecessary. So usually it's health related. I think a foundational habit is health. And so of all the health habits, is it is it sleeping? Is it walking? Is it eating right? Figure out that one habit. And then once you do that, then then you, you create momentum. Then you're like, all right, what's the second habit that I want to add on top of that? And you layer these habits and create this indestructible, powerful foundation you forge and you start to forge a different you, but you're doing it one habit at a time. That's excellent. That's, that's very powerful. You're basically creating a new identity, a new identity for yourself. And, and that's, I'll just go on a little tangent here, but that's a super important concept because if you think about a smoker, for example, um, it's maybe difficult for them to give up that cigarette. They're you know thinking about it. They see it and they want to smoke. But if you define yourself as a non-smoker, you just have no desire at all. You don't even, you look at the cigarette and like, ah, just get that away from me. That's not part of your identity. It's not who you are. And what you're talking about is forming a new identity. So constructing a new identity. And one of those powerful laws of, you know, in in human consciousness is to be, you know, uh, in alignment with your identity, you know, and you always are like, if you are X kind of person, then you'll always do things subconsciously or consciously to be in line with, with that thing. And so um, might as well, if we're the authors of our own lives and everything is fiction, whether it's disempowering or empowering fiction, might as well create the fiction that's that you want. You know, this version of me I've, I've created was because like I construct, I was like, all right, I, t- I took pieces of this person, this person, this person, and some of the, all the things I want to do. And I'm like, all right, that's who I want to become. All right. How do I do that? Okay. Let's do all these things. And then I've created that. I envisioned this person and I became that person. So we're all like essentially stories or creations of, of where we want to go. And, but some of us have a pen in our hand. Others are like, let, let life sort of push us around. And we sort of are reactionary and we just end up being this other person. And that may not be the person you want to be. So I say, take back control, you know, take back the pen and, and write the story of your life. You're the hero of your own film. So how is the second half of the movie going to turn out? And what Ravi's talking about with these habits are fundamental. So, okay. So let, let's, let's break it down a bit more. So now you, you've got the clarity, you've got a goal in mind, you know what you want to achieve, you've breaking it down to pieces. Let's just make it simple. Let's say your goal, you know, to achieve this goal, you need to start exercising. Okay. So walk us through how you create a habit around that. Like how, how do you, how do you change around that? Uh, first, you got to figure out your why, like make sure that's really powerful Two, You got to figure out, okay, I want to exercise. What does that mean? Does that mean I go, go to fencing 
three times a week. I go to Pilates. I go underwater, you know, uh, weight training. Like, what am I doing specifically? And and then make sure that the goal is in alignment with your why. And then you create, you know, you know, outcomes. You create plans. And then if you want to, fa- and you can do this. And then what what happens is, after about a week or two, you get you you get you get sensory acuity. You get feedback. You get say, hey. Am I getting close to my goal? Am I not? So there's some kind of metrics you're measuring. And, you know, what uh, Peter Drucker says, what gets measured, you know, gets improved upon. So you want to really have key metrics. If you want to fast track this even more, then you have a mentor, coach, or guidance person. You want to fast track this even more then you have a community you're involved in, right? And then if you want to make it even more powerful, then you have an immersive experience to sort of jumpstart this whole thing. So immersive experience, community, coach, guide or mentor and then you you're role modeling people who've already done the same if the the habits are going to achieve some kind of outcome then you're role modeling someone who's already achieved that same outcome so all these things married together in a synergistic way it's impossible to fail and impossible not to hit your goals let's step back again um figure out your why so you you have a why say you know in in order to you want to exercise in order to um create this body that you've always wanted. Now, you you have to tie an emotional reason behind that why. I think that's extremely important. You mentioned this earlier because the, a stronger emotion will actually make the habit more fast or you will achieve the habit in a faster way than you will if you don't have a strong emotion. So very strong emotion to the why. You know, you can even put pictures of yourself when you were that, had that physique or of someone else, of a role model of yours put it up and really get that emotional strength. So, okay. So you've got the strong why now you've got to start, start making the process a little easier to, to, um, to actually complete that, that goal. So what is, what's the next step here? You have your why. then what? I mean, you can just say, look, you break it down to milestones. So here's like, you know, there's maybe there's 10 milestones. There's phase one, phase two, phase three, up to all the way to phase 10. So there's a bunch of different phases and then there's all, you know, these are make it, you know, bite size, you know, milestones, achieve the milestones. You're making progress, consistency, you know, and then, but we talked about also being in the right environment. Like if around everyone who else around you is fat, overweight, eat unhealthy food who don't exercise and it's very difficult. So you're changing environment. That's why, you know, community environment, tribe. And then you're role modeling someone you admire who's already done what you're doing. You're seeing what they do. So that's helping you as well. And then what if someone like every day is checking on you? So that's accountability, right? The accountability is, is there. So there's essentially peer accountability, you know, personal self-accountability and uh, professional accountability. These three things will help ensure that this habit gets installed, implemented, and executed upon. Wonderful. Um, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, a book called Atomic Habits. We both read this book. In fact, you introduced me to this book, Vic, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Phenomenal book. Talks about how to build habits. So if you if you are all interested in getting some more in some more detail about creating habits, definitely check this book out. What he talks about are the fundamentals of forming habit: cue, craving, response, and reward. He calls it the habit cycle. A cue leads to craving, leads to response, leads to a reward. Um, and you know, Vic mentioned this. So the cue, for example, like let's just talk about a, a bad habit, like eating, um, let's say eating donuts, right? The cue, maybe you walk by a Dunkin' Donuts and you see it. Then you have a craving to actually go there and, and eat the donut. 
um, your, your response is you walk into the store, you, you buy the donut. The reward is you eat it and it makes you feel good. You walk out of the Dunkin' Donuts, then you see it again and you're like, oh, let me go back in. So this is a cycle. It continues to happen. So in order to create a positive habit, you want to understand this habit loop and create a cue, a craving, a response reward that's positive. So the cue could be for exercise, for example, the cue could be your workout shoes, uh, your, you know, your sleep in your um, workout clothes, or you have a pull-up bar right in your front, like next to your, uh, or out, the, out of your bedroom door. Um, make it obvious. Um, and then you can make the craving attractive, right? You say, okay, look, I'm going to do 10 pull-ups. When I do my 10 pull-ups, I will have my coffee in the morning. It's called habit stacking. So another way to kind of get beyond that or get through that uh, potential energy, make it kinetic energy. Um, make the response easy, like have the pull-up bar close to you so you can you can do it easily. And then make the reward satisfying, right? So the, so the reward is your coffee and that's satisfying. So that's like, these are other simple tools and tips to actually get you to move. And really it's about moving for a limited amount of time because once you do that and your why is strong enough, you will want to do this. You will see results. You will measure them as Vic mentioned. You really have to you know, create these metrics and measure them. And then if you immerse yourself in this environment where your friends are doing it, you have coaches helping you, you have people maintaining your accountability, you will create this habit. You will succeed at it. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot easier than you think. And then you just go on to the next one, the next one, and then you can create your life and make it very easy and make it such that everything runs smoothly and subconsciously without the willpower and effort. And I think that's what you've done, Vic. That's exactly what you've done in, in your life. Thanks, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So now can you share with us just to, to kind of close up maybe two or three habits that you've created using this process that you find super helpful and, and empowering I, and other people can do as well? I think the number one habit people need to cultivate is energy production. So it's essentially you have to have this energy and you can't expect energy to be given to you. Can't, you know, and I think energy is the newest currency. Like money is great. Happiness is great. Relationships are great. You know, life experiences are great, but everything is created through energy. And so energy, like that physical, like vibrant, like vitality in the morning. If you can have that, that will sustain you throughout the day. It'll give you the horsepower you need to achieve your goals. And you, you bring a, a zest and optimism to life because, you know, most people are not, you know, I think we've talked about this probably offline, like most people are not that way. And so it's refreshing to people if you can bring that. And um, in it, this, this type of um, mindset can help you withstand any kind of challenges you may have, obstacles, and eventually be resourceful enough to overcome them and come, come to the other side with solutions. So uh, what I do first thing in the morning is I've, I get up at 445. It's it's sort of like a commitment I've made to myself. And I feel like I want to beat up the sun. I want to get up before the sun gets up. I want to uh, get ready in this sort of quiet time where the world is sleeping and I'm awake and I'm, you know, going to create in a magnificent day. And so I'm journaling perhaps in the morning, uh, 
you know, I have a, a gratitude journal I do. Then, you know, I get ready, go downstairs. I have my green juice. I have something called athletic greens. I take in the morning. It has like pretty much 75 nutrients, supplements, minerals, vitamins, everything you can think of in there. Um, I then, you know, do something called magic time where I'm working on my number one task I need to do for that day. That's what we call non-urgent, but important. So this is essentially like something that's going to move the needle in my life that I don't have to do, but if I did it, it would really enhance my life. And I do, I give it 30 minutes and then I move on to my workouts. And so right now I'm, I'm climbing, I'm, I'm prepping to climb Kilimanjaro. So I'm doing more cardio. Um, but usually I do a lot of weights and then I do some flexibility training and, and then sometimes we do martial arts. So choosing whatever is interesting to you, choose that and get that in there and usually say, oh, I'll wait till the afternoon or evening to work out. But a lot of times, but when that comes around, it doesn't happen. So by locking it in first thing in the morning, you're guaranteeing your first win, you know? And then after that, it's like, you know, eating either if I'm intermittent fasting, perhaps waiting till 11 o'clock to eat. If I am eating that day, then eating a really nutritious breakfast, whether it's a smoothie, whether it's a green, green juice, whether it's, um, you know, some eggs, you know, uh, and some uh, things like that. And then it's, it's starting and launching my day. On top of that, another habit I do is, um, you know, it's called oppositional thinking. And I learned this from Robin Sharma. Whenever I have a negative thought or a negative thing that that comes across my my brain, I try to challenge that thought and potentially even think the opposite of that. Oh man, that person is going to say no to my proposal, or uh, you know what, it's not going to work out. And I immediately like, why is it not going to work out? Perhaps it is going to work out. Maybe I just need to work harder. Maybe I need to do something different. And so I consistently challenge all my negative thoughts. And another habit that I've done in the past that really has been helpful is what I call the no complaint challenge. And I offer to all the listeners of the Peak Health Show. So you wear a rubber band or a bracelet on your left hand. And every time you complain, criticize, or sarcasm, you sort of snap the bracelet, give yourself some pain, right? And then switch the bracelet. And the goal is to go 21 days without complaining, criticizing, sarcasm. And uh, it took me eight months to do that. The first time I tried to do it, the second time I did it, it took me six months. So it's 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 a worthy pursuit, it's a worthy thought experiment and a challenge. But these are the kind of things sometimes I do in my life to consistently up-level myself, hold myself accountable, push my push the standards of where I live in. And you know, another thing Ravi and I both share is we try to keep raising our standards. So along with habit formation is raising your standards because this really essentially you're creating an environment of like winningness of positivity of optimism of strength of constant up up leveling and not in like a frenetic way where like you're going to make yourself sick or stressed but it's like man it's like how what else can i do what what where is the you know one of my famous famous favorite quotes is push to your limits and then your limits will expand so essentially you know we keep pushing to our these limits and we say how far can we go so environment standards, peer group, habits, and and then choosing these fundamental, you know, um, keystone strategies that we talked about. One was creating energy. And the other one is like these kind of thought challenges where you're eliminating the weeds in your brain. Well, that was, that was wonderful. I appreciate that summary. Very helpful. And uh, the 21-day no complaint challenge sounds great. I mean, it's, and it, you reset every time if you complain or whatever. Yeah. Reset 
And that's why it takes that much time potentially. Because <laughs> you don't realize how, you know, the negative default setting, our, our brain is, you know, uh, a reptilian brain. It's meant to keep us our, a survival. And we're always thinking about what's what's the worst thing that can happen. What's What's wrong with our life? What is the danger? And it's to reprogram that consciously takes some time. Yes. Wonderful. Well, we're out of time. Thank you so much, Vic. It's awesome to have you on. We'll absolutely have you on again uh, for another episode. All right, Ravi, keep on crushing it, brother. You too. Thanks, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please make sure to hit the subscribe and the like button and leave a comment about what you'd like to see on our future episodes. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only, does not substitute for professional care, nor does it constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for medical care, please seek a qualified doctor or medical professional. For more information, or if you'd like to check out our programs, please visit our website, peakwellnesshealth.com. That's peakwellnesshealth.com.